Welcome to the Joey Miller Podcast. I'm Pastor Joey Miller from Champion Christian Center, and I am so happy that you tuned in with us today. We have so much to talk about out of God's Word, and you are going to be blessed. But let me just remind you, before we jump in, don't forget to check out joeymiller.co for all sorts of resources, from merch to Bible studies to podcast notes to blogs. You will be blessed, so check it out today. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. If you're enjoying it and you want to share it with a friend, a great way to let us know is to like it, to share it, and to subscribe. So make sure you do that as well. Well, let's get into the Word together. podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in with us today. Man, do I have a treat for you. Joining me for the podcast is an Enneagram specialist consultant, uh, and her name is Carissa Harrison from California. She is joining us today to talk all about personalities and Enneagram. It is a, it is just like the hype now, I feel like, Carissa, um, that that people just want to know about self. They want to know themselves um, even better. And so Enneagrams, I've, and you would have more of a knowledge of how it's heightened over the past couple of years, has really become a hot topic. And what I want to do is I want to hear your expertise and really address it from a Christian's perspective, because if we're not careful, we can allow personalities or uh, uh, things that maybe aren't celebrated about us to become excuses for us to continue in bad patterns or uh, bad behaviors when that's not what an Enneagram is all about. And so I love the quote just to open us up um, that says, to love God fully is to get to know yourself. To know self, you need to get to know the God who created you. And that's what we're talking about today. We talk about personality tests uh, walking in your purpose, Ephesians 2.10, wrote a whole Bible study on masterpiece. You were God's masterpiece. And so really um, bringing this piece of the puzzle into play. So I want to welcome you, Carissa. Uh, welcome to the podcast. And let's talk a little bit about Enneagrams. Why don't we start with a baseline, pretending like nobody has any idea what an Enneagram is. What is it? Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. It's a pleasure to get to be with you today and to be with your audience. And so at its most basic foundation, the Enneagram is a Greek word for uh, nine maps or nine drawings. So we have nine different personality archetypes that are connected by their motivations and their patterns. So what sets the Enneagram apart from DISC and Myers-Briggs and StrengthsFinder and all of these other personality tests that are effective in their own right is that the Enneagram focuses in on our internal motivations. Why do we think and feel and behave the way that we do? So instead of just diagnosing the outward symptoms of people pleasing or controlling or avoidance or you know some of those things that many of us struggle with some or all of them to varying degrees, the Enneagram helps us understand why. What is motivating and driving some of the healthy behaviors that I have in my life and more importantly, some of the unhealthy behaviors that I have in my life. And so what, what it helps us do really quickly is stop treating the surface level symptoms and it helps us with God get to the root cause. 
why is it tough for me to set boundaries? Why am I overly focused on success instead of relationships? Why am I feeling this you know, need to control other people right now versus giving them the freedom that God designed them to operate in? Those kinds of things. When we can understand what's motivating it, uh, and we can partner with God in that process, it leads us into deeper levels of freedom. I love that deeper levels of freedom and really getting to know self. You know, I feel like a lot of times, even Christians, we just go through life and we just accept, you know, what's happening. And like you said, we keep treating the symptoms or we are frustrated by the symptoms and, um, you know, we can allow it to limit us in a lot of ways. We can allow those things to label us in a lot of ways and uh, really taking a look at the Enneagram, the, the why, the motivator behind it. I love what you said. It actually brings that freedom to us. And I would love to dive in just for a couple minutes. Um, I know you're faith-based. You're an executive pastor at a church there in California. Talk to me for a second about how uh, your approach is to this with the faith factor and God as our creator um, versus just like those leadership or self-help workshops. Hmm. Well, I think where where I would come back to is, I mean, you opened with such a fantastic quote at the beginning. It is many spiritual mothers and fathers over the last several centuries in, you know, our Christian tradition would say that it is really difficult, if not impossible for us to know God, if we do not know ourselves. And, and, you know, the apostle Paul writes a lot in the new Testament about understanding ourselves and, um, what is motivating our actions and, and, and even uses the, the phrase, um, true self and false self, right? Mm -hmm. This idea of who are we when we are the part of us that is hidden with Christ in God he writes about. And so what the Enneagram is helping us to do, if we are looking at this through the the lens of, um, you know, following Jesus, is it's helping us to understand and get to the root of who are we in Christ? Who is it that God has created us to be before we've put on all the masks and all the layers of all the things, either because that was what we thought we needed to do to survive, or it was what we thought we needed to do in order to function and to be successful and to be, you know, well-liked by other people. If we can figure out what those layers are and begin to peel them back and get to the root of who are we in Christ, the part of us that is, you know, the, the world has no access to you know, the enemy. It is the deepest and truest part of us. If we can get, get past all of those layers and get to that piece, that is where I think we, we access greater freedom in Christ. You know, Paul uses that phrase in Christ over and over and over again in the new Testament. I think the Enneagram is one tool that helps us begin to uncover who are we in Christ. Um, you know, the parts of us that are wired up that way. And the reality is, you know, without self-awareness, we're all operating on autopilot where we're just reacting without understanding why we're reacting to things. And I think that's where sometimes we get a little bit frustrated with our spiritual formation is we don't have the tools necessary to begin to understand why am I, you know, when the apostle Paul says, I want to do good, but there is something in me that is resisting that choice. Um, when we can begin to learn how to align our will 
um, with our, with our, you know, the goodness of God, um, we begin to experience transformation. So good. You know, I love this. Of course, um, you know, this whole topic is something I'm super interested in, like even neuroscience and, um, you know, the connection between the soul and the spirit. And, um, you know, I, I keep coming back to Galatians, you know, where into Galatians 2.20, because I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I live, but Christ lives in me. And when we become a Christian, like, like you said, Carissa, it's not we become this robot all of a sudden, that it's this transformation process. Now we get saved in our spirit and then everything else kind of has to catch up to the submission under uh, uh, under Jesus Christ. And so that process is a beautiful process if we continue to crucify self. And, um, you know, as Christians, I think we err on one of two sides. We either um, try to hide all of our junk, all of our personality issues, all of our relationship issues, all of our symptoms, um, and pretend like everything is okay. Or uh, the other, on the other end of the spectrum, we're just like a basket case all the time as Christians, and our lives look like emotional roller coasters. And uh, believing that there is a place of wholeness that we can come to through understanding, uh, yes, I'm a child of God. Yes, everything that I am is now filtered through, uh, through God and through Jesus Christ. Yet God has still given me a very beautiful personality to contribute to the plan that he has specifically designed for me. And so let's dive into a little bit about that discussion. Um, I would love for you to open up and talk about the strengths and um, the areas of, of growth uh, in our personality um, analysis, as well as uh, just how that all fits into God's beautiful plan. And maybe even talking a little bit about the different types of personalities. I don't know if you have a way that you could quickly throw out some without an official test that people could be like, oh yeah, that's me. Or that would be a symptom of a symptom of what I deal with. So um, I'd love to hear what you have to say on those topics. Yeah. Thank you. I'd love to. So, you know, I love when you talk about, you know, it's like that idea of dying to ourself. Um, I think what the Enneagram helps us understand is we get some clarity on what the apostle Paul was talking about. Sometimes in church, especially those of us who've grown up in the church, we think that means I have to die to my uh, desires, to my needs, die to my wants. Like I have to sacrifice everything about myself for the goodness of the people around me. And not only do we not see that lived out in the life and the ministry of Jesus, but what we see when that is lived out in a human being's life is that it's harmful for them and harmful for the people that they're sacrificing everything for. I think what the apostle Paul is talking about is dying to our false self or, you know, what maybe some of us would describe as our ego. It's the, the, the masks that we put on that, you know, protect the people around us from being able to see the most vulnerable parts of us. And so I think why I utilize the Enneagram so much is because what it does for me personally, I'll just speak to myself before we talk about you know, coaching clients or consulting clients is sometimes it's hard for us to distinguish the difference between the truest part of us that is hidden with Christ in God and our false self. Um, and so in my life, that would be, I'm an Enneagram type three and we're known as the achievers. And we typically look pretty dang good from the outside. You know, most of the world would look at the life of a type three 
And on paper, they're successful, they're driven, they're accomplished, they get things done, they typically look pulled and put together. Uh, they show up and they're you know, able to adjust in the moment to what people are needing of them. And on the surface, that all looks good. That would be some false self kind of stuff. But when you peel back the layers, what you see sometimes, if there's not an awareness and some good internal work with God going on, is that there's a motivation to do all of those things because we feel unworthy of love and belonging. And we're trying to prove to the world that we are good enough and that we are capable. And we're afraid of failure and being seen as incompetent. And so the distinction that I think is helpful for us to discern with God is, am I working and accomplishing and achieving out of a sense of joy and calling and service? for others and the world? Or am I doing all of those things, working, serving, giving, accomplishing, setting goals, inspiring others from a compulsive place? Because that's how I'm trying to manage my fear or my anxiety. And discerning that often requires that we have someone else who knows us well and understands our false sense of self to help us figure it out you know, and so, cause it's not always cut and dry or, or black and white. And so, you know, when you think through the Enneagram framework, I just gave you a picture of what it's like for me as an Enneagram type three. And, and, let, me and let me interject. I am also a type three. So as you're saying that I'm like, Oh dear Lord, like, what is my motive? Like going back to that. And I love what you said. It all comes down to that motive. And so um, that that's beautiful, Chris, if you are an achiever and you're listening and you like to do things um, it, it, for other people, if you like to inspire, if you like uh, to set those goals, which if you know me at all, I'm big on goals and goal setting, always going back to that. Why am I doing this? That's so, so powerful, Chris. And uh, not to interrupt you there, but I had to like uh, interject that me too, me too, Chris. Uh, uh, I feel like I always have to go back to Lord. I don't want on the day that I stand before you, all of my works and all of my achievements as an Enneagram three, uh, that, that I bring to you to be burnt up because it was all about Joey. No, I want my motive to always be about the King and his kingdom. So. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it's really easy for us to get those mixed up because often the very same action can have, can it looks the same on the outside, but underneath it, there can be an unhealthy motivation or a healthy motivation. And at its best, the Enneagram helps us discern with God, what are those motivations? So let me give you kind of an idea of the nine types and what some of those motivations may be. So, you know, an Enneagram type one, they typically are known on paper as the perfectionists. They're motivated and driven to make everything good and right. And that's because there's an underlying fear there of they don't want to be seen as wrong or bad or evil or corruptible. And so they can be working really hard to make an organization or other people around them or their community good and right and perfect and just. And there can be a healthy gift with that, a healthy motivation of they do bring so much goodness into the world, or are they operating from a sense of needing to control the people around them because they are 
are afraid that if others around them don't do things the right way, and often a one, when they begin this work, will say things like, there is only one right way to make a bed. There is only one right way to load a dishwasher. There is, you know, there's this, there's this, they have very um, black and white thinking. And often part of their growth and awareness is learning that their way may not be the only right way. And it may not be the only good way. And so as they're trying to make things better, according to their definition, what's motivating that? Is it a healthy motivation to serve and to really make the world a better place? Or is the way that they're managing their fear and their anxiety? And um, sometimes the very same action um, can be healthy or unhealthy, depending on what the motivation is. This gets really clear, even sometimes with the Enneagram type too. They are um, our friends who are really driven to serve and to give and to make the lives of the people around them better. They often are anticipating everybody else's needs before the other people around them know that they have needs. They're generous and kind and, um, they're, they are people who love to live. They're often also the people who do that at the expense of their own needs and their own health and their own well-being. And so, you know, for an Enneagram type two to show up and to serve and to give from a place of generosity can be motivated by a healthy sense of generosity and a servant's heart, or it can be motivated from a place of compulsively needing to meet the needs of everyone around them because they don't feel like it's okay for them to have needs or for them to be human. And there's a fear that if they don't do all of the things for all of the people that they will be rejected. And so what we wanna help an individual learn to do is distinguish what's motivating this behavior. Am I operating from a compulsive reaction in this moment or am I joyfully responding? to a need that I see in the world around me. So I'll stop there in case you have any questions. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Joey Miller podcast today. I pray you were blessed by God's word. I pray that the Holy Spirit was speaking to you and ministering to you, that his grace is empowering you to be everything that you're called to be. Well, until next time, I'll see you on the Joey Miller podcast.